Hey everyone, welcome back to 8,000 Miles, the podcast. Today we have a very special guest that I interviewed. Her name is Hayley and she is an American actress living in Sydney, Australia. She moved to Australia like a week in March before it was shut down due to COVID, so she hasn't had a lot of chance to do everything she wanted, but we have a really great chat about... uh, acting and where her career has been and uh, we talk a little bit about Australia and the crazy animals, some Steve Irwin, Donald Trump, all the fun, not so fun things. We have a huge discussion on that. So um, I, we hope you enjoy. Please give Haley a follow. I'll link her Instagram and socials in the description and please, please, please give us a follow at 8000 Miles Media on Instagram or go check out our website, www.8000milesmediaco.com. Enjoy. I started acting at a very early age. Um, I did uh, singing and dance, um, and I used to play the piano as well. So I was very, you know, into the arts pretty early on. Um, and so I did theater pretty much all throughout my uh, younger years, my teen years. Um, And then my sister is also a musical theater director um, and my mom loves musicals. So we'd go to New York multiple times every year just to see Broadway shows. Yeah, I was pretty much like um, born and raised in that culture. So it was hard (laughs) not to be. Um, And so we would do that. And then I uh, went to college in northern Colorado and I got my degree in acting and dance. Um, So that was really cool. I did um, a semester abroad in London. Where I. Oh, yeah. London's amazing. I love it there. Yeah, I did um, a internship at a theater. Um, so I did all the events for the theater and like did a, a fun house for the community, which was really cool. Um, and then I got my degree, moved back to London, lived there for about a year. And then I was in um, a short film when I was there called Birds of Prey. Um, then I was in uh, a music video. I was in, yeah, I did a lot of like random things as actors do. Yeah. Um, I was in a show at the Putney Theater. And then I also got to be in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which was really, really cool. Yeah. So that was a great experience. And then um, I moved back to America. I moved to Chicago. And uh, there I did a production with my sister's theater company, a stage reading. Um, And then I was also a resident theater company member at a dramatic improv company called Theater Momentum. So I did a few shows with them, which was great. And then I just moved to Australia um, and I, you know, kind of seeing what's out here, but of course there was COVID. So I moved here <laughs> like a week before they shut everything down. It's much so safer here right now than it is in America, unfortunately. So I, I do I'm feel very lucky that I got that. to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Chicago's still shut down. They are just now trying to open. Yeah, but their cases in America are still crazy high, aren't they? 
They are. They're going up. They the other day was higher than any other time, like during the whole pandemic. I think it was on Thursday. They reported like a ridiculous number of cases. What made you decide Australia after, you know, going to London and back to America? Why did you just think Australia? That's where I'm going to go next. Well, I I wanted to go somewhere that I hadn't been before. I haven't had a chance to come to this side of the world yet, um, where I've been in lots of places in Europe, which I love Europe. It's great. Um, But I wanted to try something completely different. That um, Sydney had a really diverse kind of culture here. So I thought as an American, I'd have um, some opportunity, which is great. Uh, so I, I hope that is the case. <laughs> oh, Australia is great. And it, it's, it's beautiful so far. It's crazy to me because it's so different than all the places I've lived before. Because you have the craziest birds here. It's insane. <laughs> yes. Really? I've never heard that one the before. The birds are so loud. <laughs> And there's just like <laughs> casually flying around, which you would never see that in America. So it's just, it's so different and it's really cool. What sort of projects and stuff are you looking towards, like going back once everything's back? Like, are you aiming towards anything specific or are you just sort of going to let, see what Australia has to offer? Um, well, I definitely want to see kind of what Australia has to offer because I've done a lot of stage productions. I like stage productions a lot, um, but I I would like to get some more diversity kind of in my um, resume or my CV and maybe do some um, filming like a TV show or a movie or a commercial I think would be a lot of fun to do. But I'm honestly open to anything because I just love being a part of the theater scene. There's nothing like being like, like in it you know what I mean like it just it changes you to be able to perform and during these times I think that lifts up my spirit because that's something I genuinely love to do yeah it's such a um different feeling too isn't it it's like even if you like suffer with you know anxiety like I'm sure many of um, creative people do myself yes. included it's like getting on stage isn't even something you like think about having to worry about like you have like obviously your first night jitters and like nerves and stuff but it's not something that makes you like anxious it's just like a completely different feeling I don't know if that makes sense but like for me at least that's how oh yeah absolutely absolutely I feel. because I think you know you always want to do your best and there's a point in the show at least for me when because when I first start the show, you know, I have those jitters, but there's, there's a point in the show where I've just become so like involved in who the character is that I forget that I'm performing to an audience because I'm so, you know, focused on that and I've become who that person is, which is great as an actor. That's a great experience. Did you ever consider doing anything else or is it just run so deeply in your blood that you were like, there's just nothing else for me? Um, yeah, honestly, I I just couldn't imagine myself doing anything else because I've, I've tried other things. And the thing is, they're fine. Like I, I plan events typically, um, but it just like, it it's fine. But nothing brings me that like, that deep, joy and that deep love for what I'm doing and pride in what I do like theater does you know so it's always been yeah it's always been it for me <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I was watching. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I was watching YouTube, and I there was a a casting director who'd been casting director for a long, long time, and he said something like, "If you're asking yourself the question of if you should be an actor or not, the answer is probably no, because if you." were supposed to be an actor, there wouldn't be another choice. That's very true. I think my my number one fear with acting is that I will at, at some point get to a place where I'm like, oh, can I do this anymore? Can I put myself through all these things? And I hope I never get to that place, although I know that's a part of acting, but I hope if I get there that I keep going because you hear so many stories of people who are like, oh, I was going to give up. And then the next day my agent called me and now I'm on, you know, uh, Schitt's Creek or whatever, like a great yeah. show. So. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the dream though? Yeah. Um, the industry is just so um, tough. There's just so many people in it that it's so hard to, to want to like stay in it, even though you know this is exactly what you should be yeah. doing, there's it's just so oversaturated with so many different people, and it's just hard to navigate it sometimes. I absolutely agree, and I think what's hard for me is you know there are tons and tons of talented people out there, and sometimes I think Hollywood, especially a lot of film and TV, um, focus a lot on what's aesthetically pleasing. And we lose mm -hmm. the art of it. We lose like, you know, someone might be more talented, but, you know, this girl is a bit prettier or whatever uh, based on, you know, standards. And that person who's more talented doesn't get it. And then in their mind, they think, oh, no, I'm not good enough. But that's not what's happening. So I think you have to keep in mind kind of what the industry is because, we take things so personally because you put out a part of yourself in the world. You're like, look at these emotions that I have for you. And so it gets, it's hard when someone's like, mm -hmm. I don't like it. It's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how much in different sectors there are just like, it's, it's just all the same sort of like people. I, I was watching, um, a live with Reese Witherspoon the other day where she says, I think people are getting sick of seeing the same 20 actors in everything that they watch. Yeah. Like, and it's so true. You don't realize it until you're in the industry and you're trying to like break into it. And you're like, why are they always casting the same people for everything? Yeah. Like it's, it's interesting to me because you, you would think that they'd want to give more opportunity, but I, um, have a friend who is building a show right now and they've had to hire some uh, influencers just so they can get more viewers, not because they're necessarily actors, but because they come with a fan base, which I think is a lot of, you know, what that yeah. is. And I, I get it from a, you know, you got to make money perspective, but also think about all those people who are undiscovered who might make your movie something you never thought it could be. Yeah, I definitely think um, the industry, maybe sh we should look more into focusing on the more realistic side of life in the movies, like representing that because oh, yeah. whilst it's watching, it, it's really fun to watch a movie that, you know, is like something that you could never ob obtain or like a horror movie or something mm -hmm. like that. I think it would also be really fun to you know, look at a TV show where a girl who, you know, she's supersized or whatever, she gets the guy, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, I completely agree. I think 
you know, I think people are tired of not feeling represented in movies and tired of the same old stories and the same looking people, the same people who are cast all the time. And you, you just want something that reflects you and reflects what you're actually going through. Have you had many problems in the industry, like specifically, you know, when you were younger or about the fact that you're a woman? Because we know that's very prominent in the industry right. right now. Have you ran into any any issues regarding anything like that in your career so far? Um, I have had, of course, some um, men who were uh, misogynistic, for sure. Um, I have had... Um, mm -hmm been suggested that if I lost some weight that I would be better suited for a role um so that was unfortunate because I don't like exercise and I'm quite happy <laughs> with the way I am so it's things like that um and there's a really good video that um I think it was the BBC did where this woman goes in for an audition. They're like, oh, yeah, we want you to be sad, but sexy. They're like, okay, cry, but do it sexy. And so it's. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, yeah. I love it because it's so true. It's like, whatever you're doing, but sexy. And you're like, wait, but this is, you know, you're fighting with your husband about like something tragic. It's not supposed to be sexy. That's not real life, you know? Yeah, I yeah, I can I mean I can attest even from the other side because obviously um I am quite young and I'm a female mm -hmm. and I run like my own company and we do all this stuff and when I was casting for this um I had someone write me and they said and I don't know why it bothered me so much but it said dear sir <laughs> and I was like what? Like, I, I get that most casting, like, there's a lot of casting directors out there that are male. A lot of people that own their own companies in this industry are male. But I was like, you could at least put, like, dear sir, madam. Like, you didn't need to just put dear sir. Yeah, the assumption is what's wrong is because they automatically assumed you were a man where, you know, obviously a woman can do anything that a man can do. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this industry. Right. I mean, there are some powerhouse women. Absolutely. So what are you most looking forward to once COVID-19 finishes? I, I mean, in the industry specifically, just it opening up. Are you, gonna, are you excited for the new movie releases or the theater shows that are going to come out? Yeah, there's um, a show that's one of my favorite shows. It's coming to Sydney. Well, hopefully it's coming to Sydney. It's called Come From Away. It's a musical and it's beautiful. So I'm excited for that. And, you know, I also, I really want to see Mulan. I really do. Mm, yes. And I love Mulan. I do too. And I, I just love, I love that we're in a time area where Disney is like reimagining what those movies were like, but with real people and kind of how they uh, put that into yeah. like what's prevalent today. I I actually really enjoy the remake era that we're in right yeah. now. I know it's very controversial and there are people that don't like it at <laughs> all. But I like seeing how they reinvent the same thing and make it better, especially Disney with their live action um, movies like, you know, Cinderella, mm -hmm. Mulan, all those types of things. I 
love that. And then especially when you translate that into the theatre, like Matilda. Oh, yeah. I mean, take a childhood classic and make it a musical. And that's just like my dream. (laughs) Like, how could you get anything better than that? That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Um, I just, yeah, I was just going to say that I really like um, that you can take a classic story like that and it's it's still relevant but in a different way now because in the Mulan that they're doing um they're about to release she falls in love with someone different I'm not sure exactly what it is but he's not her superior anymore because they thought it was wrong for someone who was her boss to um be in love with her because of you know the whole thing going on with the Me Too movement about the power struggle between someone in yeah. charge of you. So I thought that was great because it's still the same story, but it's more relevant. It's kind of like how everyone feels like Shakespeare is like never ending perfection. Um, and they just keep yeah. doing Romeo and Juliet, but in different ways. Uh, it's kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people could just remake that forever don't you think like I swear there's so many different adaptions of every Shakespeare play out there like and just some extend into the weirdest parts of the of the psyche and you're just like what is this and why is it good like how come that these things can still be so good but I love that Disney is um willing now Mm -hmm. because they have notoriously been not so willing in the past to acknowledge things like this that now they're like you know what we're gonna like get with the times a bit and you know make this happen so that those people and can feel like we've done them justice exactly yeah I agree I think right now it's it's really important for companies to take a stand and in America, there is, um, you know, a lot of protests going on right now for the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think a lot of different um, media stations and uh, films and things, they are talking about how they need to better represent people of color in their movies. And I think that once people do that, then I, I think the industry becomes stronger. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I've seen this week some people, um, I think Kristen Bell did it. Mm -hmm. She was voicing a character that was, um, I believe, African-American descent, and she stepped down from the role Mm -hmm. because she didn't feel like it was doing enough justice. And I just think that's that's just, like, amazing. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what needs to happen right now Mm -hmm. because – I support the movement, obviously, Um, and it's hard to be here – where I can't really feel like I'm supporting it because I can't really go out to rallies and things like that. And I think that's been a bit hard for me to feel like I wasn't supporting, but there's so many different ways you can support no matter where you are. I've been signing tons of petitions to, you know, hold people accountable for the things that they've done. And I think in America, especially right now, because we're in an election year, you have to have to vote because you can't expect change if you right, don't do yeah. anything about it, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I would I would truly be surprised if Donald Trump was reelected this year. I would too, because he did 
I mean, I personally think he's the worst, but man, did he mess this up? <laughs> like, if he had any hope left, he it's gone now. He messed this up beyond repair. But now to see how he's handled these, the first the coronavirus and then the Black Lives Matter movement, I just don't see how there's any coming back from it. Like, yeah. if I don't know if America would survive another four years of him in presidency. I don't think so either because I think right now people are so angry and people are scared. And there's there's nothing like that during an election to make people vote a certain way because, you know, they have to do what they think is right for them. And right now, um, especially with, you know, the pandemic, America didn't pass really any any help whatsoever to the people. Like we got one stimulus check that was for $1,200 and that was it. You could get unemployment if you were fired, but my friend waited three months just to see if she was approved for unemployment. So, you know, wow. yeah, so during that time, she was lucky that her uh, husband was still getting paid. But what if she wasn't with him? What if she lived alone? You know, um, what was she going to yeah. do? Yeah, well, it, I mean, exactly. I mean, especially I feel like that affects the arts industry heaps as well, because they, you know, a lot in a lot of places what they do isn't necessarily considered a job so when they can't work they're not being fired it's like this weird gray like limbo stage and I think a lot of people forget that just because the celebrities can live off of what they've earned doesn't mean that the people who only you know get small jobs or a job every now and again can live off of the fact they're not getting any work exactly and so I think it's really hard and I know for a lot of people staying home right now it's it's hard to know what to fill your time with with all this like anxiousness and you know like uncertainty and so one of my friends um who i was in the theater company with in chicago she created this show called action nat and the cat and it's a kids show it's um like little drawings animated to explain coronavirus to kids and that's what she's doing to her pandemic. Wow. I know. I was like, wow, you go and you casually change the world during a pandemic. That's fine. I'm over here watching Netflix. I feel terrible. <laughs> well, um, this company that I started was actually started during the uh, pandemic. So, so good for you. I suppose creators are just just trying to fill their spaces any way that they yeah, can. Absolutely. Which is why I was so happy when you, um, you know, reached out to me because anything that, I do to be a part of, you know, the arts right now and, and talking to another artist during this time, you know, just, just helps. It helps to know someone's out there who yeah. gets it, who, who wants to produce things. And I feel very blessed to be a part of this. Yeah. Do you think you'll travel around Australia at all when the borders open up? I'd really like to. Yeah. Because there's so many places in Australia itself that, are so different and and have some really great like sights to see. There is an island called Penguin Island, which is amazing. Yeah, I think we also we also have a Kangaroo Island, which what? is in South Australia where I live. Yeah, so 
that's not far from here and oh my gosh why is that the best thing australia has the weirdest animals (laughs) and i just love it (laughs) (laughs) that's something everyone says like I, I have a friend who lives in Canada and she's always like, I'm not sure about coming to Australia. You have so many bugs mm-hmm. and 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 weird animals. And I'm like, Yeah, but when you're living here, you don't notice it. Like right. it's not as bad as it as it seems. Like you don't have snakes, you know, slithering in your house in, all summer long or anything like that. Yeah. And I just think it's so funny. Yeah, it, you see all these posts about like spiders as big as your head and snakes coming up the toilet so I was so worried when I came here but I've been very lucky I haven't seen either um it could be because I live in the middle of a city so I don't know how prevalent they are there but I yeah I do know Australia has some of the most um diverse animals um you have you been or thought about going to the Australia zoo no I haven't been where I where is there zoos everywhere is there like the zoo to go to well, there, I'm pretty sure there is zoos almost in every state, right. but the Australia Zoo is the one that's run by Steve Owen's family. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. I think it would be cool. Yeah, and he was like, he's very, like, still prevalent in Australia. <laughs> I think he even has a star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Really? That's yeah he was quite popular that's so cool yeah i've seen a a video about it it's supposed to be a really cool place so maybe yeah if i'm down that area i think it'd be cool to go to and to see how zoos are different here because like i said uh at the beginning our birds your birds here are birds we would only see at a zoo that's so crazy to me like I suppose you're so you also have a lot of like densely populated areas yeah. there, whereas Australia is definitely more um, spread out mm-hmm. in terms of our landmass and everything. But it's it just I would hate to think that I could only see animals in a zoo. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a ton of animals just like around. I mean, I'm sure there are some because I, of course, really only live in cities. Um, but yeah. Not- a lot of animals we pretty much just have a lot of cows a lot of deer lots of deer um lots of deer (laughs) especially in uh texas where um i'm mostly from texas so there's tons of deers there are lots of snakes in texas as well so i was i was prepared for that at least (laughs) (laughs) some preparation was had before you came to australia exactly I actually remember hearing a really funny story. Sorry, I'm rambling now, but a really funny story Chris Hemsworth told about when Matt Damon came to visit Australia, Mm -hmm. and I guess they're friends, and he was saying about how um, that, you know, day-to-day we don't see, like, anything. Like, there's nothing really that we see. Like, even in the ocean, you know, we don't really see tons of sharks or anything like people think that we see. We're not constantly attacked by sharks or anything and Matt Damon came to Australia and went in the water and I think it was he got stung by jellyfish the first time he went into the waters he he left and then he Chris convinced him to come back a second time he gets out of the car on one of the streets to go to the shops and steps on a snake oh my (laughs) gosh that's so unfortunate (laughs) 
Uh, all I could think was that has to be the unluckiest thing oh, yeah. I have ever heard. I mean, you're in, you're in. I think they were in Bondi, like so in Sydney really? when it happened as well. And I was like, Sydney is so populated. How does something like that happen? Yeah, I bet he's never coming back here again. I, I wouldn't if I got stung <laughs> by a jellyfish and stepped on a snake. I'd be like, never coming back. <laughs> I was like, how does someone from another country come and do something that like no Australian has ever had happen to them? I mean, people get stung by jellyfish all the time, but that's not the first time they ever step into the water in Australian waters. <laughs> yeah, that's talent. That's a whole different kind of talent. It's really important in this industry because once you're in something, it can overwhelm you, but you're so lucky to be in it and you have to take all of that in because as an actor, you have these experiences which are amazing, but you're constantly going to need to find jobs because once you're done with this project, then you know maybe you're out of work for four months or whatever, and then you find a new project and then you got to commit. So I think it's important to make sure that when you're in a project, you're committed to it and you know how lucky you are to be in it. Even if it's not the perfect thing, even if it's not your first choice, you were chosen, you know, and I think that's really important to remember. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Gratefulness is definitely uh, helpful in this industry. Not only that, I think it goes a long way with the people that are around you since this industry is also so highly based on the connections of the people that you meet. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always say that and it's it's annoying, but it's very true that it literally only takes one person to believe in you because everybody at yeah. that table could be like, oh, no, I don't like her because she's too tall or whatever. And then the one person is like, nope, that one thing she did, I liked it. I see, I see what she's doing. It doesn't mean, you know, that the other people don't think you're not good. It just means they didn't see what the one person did. But it only takes one person to say yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's how most of these cele most celebrities come to be celebrities in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's just one person decided that they really believed in what they could do in any project that they did. Then they thought of them first before anybody else. Yeah, which is so important. I mean, you think about um, Hamilton, which I love Hamilton. It's about to come out on Disney. I'm very excited. Um, but <laughs> uh, so in that Lin-Manuel Miranda had worked with a lot of the other cast members in his show in the Heights. So because he had worked with them when he created this show, they were the first people he thought of to cast. And what a good friend to have. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of friend you want, definitely. Exactly, but you know, the show he did in the Heights was a fa fabulous show, obviously, but it wasn't nearly as big as um, this show is. So, you know, you think you know people from a thing that's maybe not so big, but then they get their start and then you're like, oh, hey, I know this person, you know, and it just all connects and it all kind of goes in this, this order, which I think it, it's good to know someone from everywhere because you never know who, who will, have that moment and who will be like oh I've been thinking of this person excellent well thank you, you know? so much it was so fun yeah. uh, 
Yes, I loved having you on. Thank you for being the first person that I just talked to. Of course, and if you ever have any other projects, I'd be happy to do them.